Hosanna in the Lord, save us. Save us from ourselves. Save us from our religion. Save us from our ruts. Oh God, save us from anything that hinders us from knowing you. Father, you are good. Good beyond compare. And I pray today that for every heart, every soul, every person in this room, we would know your deep, eternal love for us. And I pray that when we leave here in just a little while, that our lives would be so shaken from discontent from contentment. We would be discontent with just existing and doing the same old things. And that, Lord, you would revive us to an intimate relationship with you. Father, speak as we listen to you. In Jesus' name. Get your copy of God's Word and Turn with me to John chapter 10. John chapter 10. Last week I I told you that I preached last week on a revival of purpose and I gave you six purposes for our lives uh, that as individuals we should pursue in our walk with the Lord. Number one was to know Him. That our lives, God has redeemed us to know Him. But if I ask you this morning, do you know Jesus? What does that mean? If I say to you this morning, God desires that you live in an intimate, personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, what does that mean? Because the reality is that we we talk in those terms and And yet I I fear that rather than knowing Jesus, we've got some sense, some form of knowledge about Him that really we, we put out of our little box called life. When at the heart of God, the heart of Christ, is that we know Him. Jesus in Matthew chapter 7 teaching, he said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do mighty works in your name? And then I, then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me. Gospels give an encounter of Jesus in the life of Mary and Martha. You know, Mary and Martha and and Lazarus, the the close friends of Jesus. When Lazarus died in John chapter 11, the Scripture says Jesus wept. That's your your favorite verse to remember, uh, to memorize, verse 35. There was this tight bond that Jesus had with these three siblings. 
And, and Scripture says that one day Jesus showed up at their house and, um, and, and Martha runs into the kitchen and she begins to prepare the meal and make the table or set the table and, and, and make sure all the glasses are spotless and make sure that everything's just right for Jesus. And Mary, Mary doesn't do what Martha does. Mary went and, and she sat down at the feet of Jesus. And after a little while, Martha runs in there and she's hot under the collar. She's mad because Mary isn't helping in the kitchen. Jesus said to Martha, Martha, you understand that the greater thing you need in your life is not the work, but the relationship with me. The greater thing is not everything being perfect and everything you can do, but it's to sit and to know me. You see, I fear that our faith is defined by all that we can do, all that we can uh, work at, all that we can get done. My, my brother um, tells me all the time, man, you've got a busy church. Y'all are always doing something. We're a busy place. Any of you ladies been busy this week? No, Dottie Cobb's been on vacation. It's been a, a busy week. And, and the reality is this, that our lives are busy. It's not just in church. It's, it's, it's at work. It's at home. We are running, 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 running because life is busy. And, and we think in our faith we're doing good when we do everything we can. When we miss out on the one thing that matters most, that is to know Jesus. To sit at His feet and to grow in the knowledge of Him. How many of you have a prayer closet? How many of you spend any time there? Jesus in John chapter 10 is addressing this very thing with this, uh, this, this picture of the, the shepherd. Uh, this, this picture in John chapter 10 verse 1, Scripture says this, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he's brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus said again to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. The wolf snatches them, 
scatters them. He flees because he has a he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice so there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me But I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. Do you know Jesus? Jesus defined eternal life in John chapter 17, verse 3, as this. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you see. You understand that the very forefront of Christ's mind for you is not to turn you into a robot, not to turn you into something that, that, that we could never benefit from or that we could never enjoy. The whole heart of Christ is that you know Him. And He gives this example of sheep and a shepherd. Who's the shepherd in the story? Jesus. He says, I am the good shepherd. Who are the sheep in the story? Do it with me. Y'all do it. I can hear over myself. We are. If we are in Christ, then we are the sheep of the shepherd. Christ's sheep. And, and, And as we think about this concept of knowing Him, this intimacy of walking with Him, I want to give you just a, a few things to think about. Number one is this. The believer is known by the shepherd. The believer is known by the shepherd. You, you, you hear what Jesus says here. I know my own and my own know me. When you think about the, these terms that, that the shepherd knows, um, knows his sheep. Listen, he calls them. Jesus said, I call my sheep by name that good news? You know what? Jesus doesn't come to you and say, hey, uh, hey you! He doesn't. Same as Peggy. Or, hey Chris. Or, or hey Allie Margaret. Jesus knows you by name. Isn't, isn't that the good thing about the Lord? That the Lord is not so aloof from our lives that He does not know anything about us. He knows us by name. He knows our frame. He knows the number of our days. He knows. He knows everything that we're going through this very day. Why? Because He cares deeply about our lives. He calls us by name. He leads on purpose. He said, I call my sheep by name and I lead them out. He leads on purpose. The purpose of taking them out of the sheepfold is what? To provide for them, to lead them to water, to lead them to pasture, to make sure that, that their needs are met. Isn't that a good promise of God, Pork Chop, that He's going to meet our needs? And so here's, here's this reality, that when Christ calls us by name and He calls us out, He will lead us out in His purpose, our purpose, the purpose He has for us. By the way, He's the author of our purpose, so He knows 
all the details about it. He knows the, the, the paths that you and I will choose to take to get us to the purpose He has for us. He knows. And He leads according to that purpose. But, but he, look, when He leads us, He goes. He says, He goes before them. The shepherd here, He leads them out and then He goes before them. What's the significance of that? How many of you have seen, uh, maybe in a western, or um, there, there's a, you've seen them driving cattle, right? You've seen them on the horses, they're, 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 they're on the sides, they're cracking the whips, and they're pushing the herd uh, on to, uh, to, to, to greener pastures. They're, they're just behind them, driving them, driving them, driving them. That is not the picture of what Jesus is saying. Rather than driving the sheep, Jesus said that I go before them and I bring them together. I get in front and I lead them. Isn't that a great thing about our God? That He's tender and He's gentle in the way that He leads us. He, he, I became a dad again this week, but I told you all that. Two more girls in my house. Mally and Rosie. You know what I found out about them? When they get ready to go potty, I don't say, Get out of my house! I say, Girls, y'all take them dogs out. That's really what I say. But the real reality is this. Those puppies, if I stand at the door and I open the door... Those dogs will follow me outside. So gentle woos better than harshness. And that's where our Lord is in our lives. We're not dogs, okay? He's not calling dogs, but He gently leads us as He draws us out. The shepherd knows His sheep. He knows them by name. The believer is known by the shepherd. But I, I also want to point out to you that the, the sheep know the shepherd. The believer knows the shepherd. He, he, Jesus gives this picture. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. What does he know? What do, what do sheep know? The sheep know, number one, they know the shepherd. They know who he is. But look, it's not this abstract idea that, yeah, that's Jesus or yeah, that's the shepherd. It's this intimate knowledge, this personal knowledge that comes by experiencing Him. Uh, scripture says, the psalmist writes, taste and see that the Lord is good. The idea behind that statement is this. If you really want to know how good our God is, stop standing on the outside and admiring Him or looking at Him, but give yourself to Him and experience Him for yourself. That's, that's what... That's what we're, we're called in this knowing Jesus is to have not just that we met Him a long time ago, but that we are in this growing relationship with Him. The sheep know who the shepherd is because they know the shepherd. Not only do they know who He is, they know His heart. His heart. They know over, over their experience that the shepherd cares for the sheep. They know his uh, his concern for them. He has demonstrated over time uh, consistency and constancy in, in caring for them, and therefore they know that when the shepherd calls, they can trust him. 
and that they can follow Him because they know His heart for them. What's God's heart for you? Is it, is it that you wear yourself out trying to earn His favor? Absolutely not. Is that you just you fill your calendar and you fill your schedule and you just run, 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 run and hope you just succeed in life? Absolutely not. The heart of God for you begins that you know Him. Know how much He deeply cares. If you're a good, good father, it's who you are. And I am loved by you. And that's a great line to, to really consider in our lives that, that outside of, of how good we are, how outside how much we perform, that our God looks at us and says, Hey, Hannah, I love you. Miss Mona Fay, I love you. Our God knows us by name, and His care is so great for us that He He demonstrates over and over and over. And we, as His sheep, can know, can know His heart for us. He says it also knows His voice. His voice. Now let me let me give you a little context here to what Jesus is saying. In this day, off the the side of the house would have been a a stone wall constructed. And that wall would have had an opening for the sheep to go in and out. And at nighttime, two or three, maybe four flocks of, of sheep would be brought by their shepherd to, to one house. And, and, and the, the three or four um, groups of flocks would be placed there. And, and oh, in front of the door at night, one of the shepherds would, would lay across the door as the gate. And, and he would lay there to protect the sheep. Uh, to, to guard entrance in there. And, and in the morning when the sun came up, the shepherds would come to that door, uh, to, to that gate. Uh, they would get him up, and the shepherds one by one would begin to call their flocks. Uh, they, they knew their flocks by name, but they would call them out, and the flocks responded based on the voice of the shepherd. Jesus said, they, they follow me because they know my voice. They know my voice. They, they won't follow anybody else because they know my voice, Jesus said. And so as we, we hear this, we can recognize the voice of God in our lives. We, uh, we can recognize His movement in us as we get to know Him more and more and more. You know, I recognize my wife's voice without knowing it's her on the phone. Why? Because for nearly 19 years, I've listened, or more than that, right? I've listened to her. I've, I've heard her voice. I know in the tones and inflections of her voice, Darrell, whether or not I'm in trouble. Or whether it's all good. I, I know. Because we have grown in this relationship together and, and, and I know her voice. And so with Christ, He, he says, I, I'm the good shepherd and my sheep know my voice. How is it you know when the Lord is speaking into your life? 
speaks through the Word. You see, when we know the heart of God for us, then we can know that His voice is speaking into us life and hope and, 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 and joy and power as we follow Him by His Word. You see, and Jesus said, if you know the shepherd's voice, then if you know the shepherd's voice, then all these other voices, they begin to fade. And here's a problem I see in the church today. Some in this church, in the church as a whole, is that we know so little of the voice of God in our lives that every other voice is a little louder. We're wooed this way. And we're wooed that way. And we get so torn and confused and so frustrated because we got all these voices. When Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. And I want my sheep to know my voice. How many of you would love to hear the voice of the Lord audibly? How many of you want God to speak to you audibly? Porkchop, did you hear John Nick say this at D now? He said, how many of you want to hear God speak audibly in your life? Of course, everybody said, yeah, me, me, me. He said, pick up your Bible and read it out loud. Because this is the way God speaks into our lives. And the more, listen, the more we know God's Word, Nothing to be afraid of. Nothing to be afraid of. The more we know God's Word, the louder His voice will be in our lives. They know His voice, but they also know His direction. His direction. He always leads them in the right path. To provide, to guide, to protect. And He always leads them. He always takes care. Why? Because they are surrendered to Him. Listen to me this morning. The believer in Christ knows, the, the voice knows the shepherd. And the shepherd knows his sheep. Why? Because that is of utmost importance in his life. Folks, that's the reason Christ lived and the reason He died. Y'all hear it five times in here. I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd does what? He lays down his life for the sheep. Five times Jesus said, I lay my life down. Nobody took it from him. He gave it up. Why? Because the sheep needed salvation. The lost needed to be found. The enemy needed to be made right. God's people needed to be brought home. So do you know Jesus? I'm not asking you if you prayed that prayer. I'm not asking you if you've been baptized. I'm not asking you if you're a member of Friendship Baptist Church or any other church in the world. What I'm asking you this morning is this. Do you know Jesus? 
Do you fellowship with Him? Do you sit with Him and hear from Him? Do you follow His life? One of my greatest fears as a pastor is this. That one day, you're going to die. Well, that's not really my fear because that's just a reality for all of us. One day, we're going to die. For some of us, it happens sooner than others. But the greatest fear is that I could preach and you could hear and that one day you could stand before God and hear Him say, Depart from me, for I never knew you. Do you know Jesus? Do you, do you really know Jesus? Father, I thank You that the very reason Christ lived and died was for me. And I thank You, Lord, that we don't have to be content to settle in religious activity and work, work, work. Because none of that is meaningful. It's all meaningless if we don't know You. Father, today there are people in this room that don't know You. I don't know who they are, but You do. And I believe they know. Father, I pray that in the next few minutes in light of the cross the empty tomb that they would hear you say come, come to me trust me turn from your sin be saved I pray for believers of which have gone so long without sitting at your feet staying busy. Father, would you invite them into that closet again? Open your word. Pour out their hearts so that you Revive the impetus of our lives with you today. In Jesus' name. You stand with us this morning. I want to ask Brother Todd to sing. If every head bowed and every eye closed. Nobody looking around. Do you know Jesus? If not, would you come this morning? Amazing soul by sea. There's mercy with the Lord, and He will surely give you rest by trusting in His Word. Only trust Him, only trust Him, only trust Him. 
Well, Miss Dottie, you won't say anything today. The moral of the story is of ignore the naysayers in your life. Okay? <laughs> Calvin, I wasn't going there. All right. Uh, <laughs> thank you all for, for all you, you've done helping this week. Look, a few things. A reminder, um, open house dedication for Bonna this afternoon from 2 to 4. I would love to see Folks come and show support uh, there for them. Love your neighbor meeting Tuesday night at 6 p.m. in the fellowship hall. Um, this Wednesday night after church is children's ministry team meeting um, in the fellowship hall. Uh, and, and with that, let me say this. Uh, one of the fears of this year was that people would feel like we didn't need them here because we weren't, aren't breaking off into small groups. And, and that, that fear was realized on Wednesday night. One of our groups had 46 kids and two adults. Now, we, you are needed on Wednesday night. Okay? Not breaking off into, I thought, good grief, this will be easier this year. So, hey, we need you on Wednesday night. You can be here, come, and give you an opportunity to serve. Um, we won't throw pies at you or anything like that. Just come and, and help see Crystal or Mallory uh, if you have any questions about that. Okay? Pork chop, anything on the fundraiser? Last announcement I have is this. Um, if you would be interested to participate in an enhanced concealed carry class um, here at the church, please contact, call Miss Brenda the office this week. Just let her know you would be interested. Just trying to see how many folks would be interested in that. Uh, the church will not pay for it. There will be a cost for the class and for your license, but... Uh, uh, or permit, but I just wanted to, if you would be interested to participate in that, please let us know. Um, call Miss Brenda at the office this week, or I guess you could tell her this morning before you go. Okay? Any other announcements? Gene, you're our deacon of the week. Would you dismiss us this morning?